Welcome to the Breezy Brides podcast, a podcast designed for brides planning their dream destination wedding. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm here to offer you all of the resources, advice, and tips to make planning your destination wedding a breeze. Let's get started. So I just thought I would start with uh, just having you introduce yourself, where you got married, and when it was. Okay. Um, I'm McKenna. I got married in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico at the Hard Rock there, and we got married on July 18th. Okay. So just last, well, two months ago now, almost two months. Yeah. Yeah. So walk me through, I guess, once you guys got engaged, I'm assuming, since I'm not really sure how long ago it was, was it kind of right in the middle of COVID and were you already thinking like destination wedding prior to getting engaged or was it kind of something new because of COVID or, you know, all of that stuff? So we actually got engaged December 21st in 2019 and we, so we're young. I'm 21. My husband's 20. So we Uh were engaged. I was 19 and he was 18. Okay. So we were very young. He's in the military, so it kind of comes with, you know. Yeah. But so we did not, I mean, destination wedding wasn't even a thought in my mind Mm. at all. Um, We were going to get married in 2022 when we both turned 21. And then, you know, the pandemic hit. And it's just hard being engaged for that long. I mean, it's difficult. Like once you get engaged, you kind of just want to like jump into it. And we didn't want to wait. So then we're like, well, we should just get married earlier. Well, then the pandemic hit and that kind of took a toll on everything. So then my, so my, I have an older sister, she's 30. Both my older sister and my mom both said, just go away and get married. Mm. You know, do it. And I was like, no, no, I want the big wedding. I want all my friends and family there. And they both were like, after it'll be done, you'll regret it. Like you'll want just mm. a simple all of that. And I was like, no, I want the big wedding. I want everyone there. I was set on having everyone there. And then planning came and then it's like, you can only have, I think at that point we could only have a hundred people there. And I'm like, I'm not going to pick, you know, who can come and who can't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't do that. So then I remember we were sitting out in the pool one day at my house and we were talking about it. And my husband, Ben was like, why don't we go back to the idea of going away? He was like, why don't we? Like, it'll be so fun. We can invite, you know, like just our family. We can all go out. They can be there. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, let's think about this, you know? So we met with a travel agent like that weekend, actually, just to kind of get, you know, details on Mm -hmm. it. I had no idea, like the process of going away and getting married in a different country. So we met with a travel agent and the minute we went with her, we were sold. We were like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and we didn't want to just be us going away. We wanted other people, like we wanted our family there. So we actually, so we met with a travel agent. She gave us, you know, like pages of different resorts um, in different locations. But because of the pandemic, there was only like a few places in like out of the country, I guess, that you could go without having all these requirements. So we had to pick someplace in Mexico and we've both been to Puerto Vallarta and absolutely loved it. Okay. So she narrowed us down, gave us a few resorts in Mexico that she loved and would recommend. 
and that she's worked closely with with destination weddings and so we kind of picked from there and chose the hard rock okay Mm -hmm. wow what a process yeah (laughs) (laughs) so at what point how long ago did you decide that was the route you were taking how long did you have to plan it then we had I want to say 10 months okay we decided like 10 months prior because I remember it's the summer before so summer of 2020 okay that we decided we were going to do the destination wedding and we booked it well not really book we didn't book the trip but we kind of decided and then they start planning I think it was like six or seven months prior to the wedding to the wedding date that you decided is when they send you all of the catalogs to pick what you want what theme you want all of that stuff yeah so being that you originally we're going to go with the big traditional wedding route. How did, if you don't mind answering, how did everybody kind of react to you guys switching it up? We had mixed reactions. Okay. Sure. I mean, the majority of them, they were excited. You know, they just wanted us to be happy. We did have a few family members and friends that were like, well, we can't pay mm. you know, to go out of the country, but we want to see you. And I was like, I, and plus the pandemic was a big yeah. thing. I didn't want to travel and that was a big issue for some of our family members mostly grandparents who are not able to travel during the pandemic and that was very hard on us mm-hmm. uh, we're both very close with our grandparents so that was very difficult to kind of not have them there but I mean all in all everyone was happy we did um have like a small ceremony back home at our church so we go to for immediate family and then some of our close friends so they were actually able to you know see us get married okay and then we also did um, a live stream oh okay nice yeah yeah I know well and especially when you guys were like deciding that was probably almost like peak COVID at that time where everything was still very uncertain about how long it would last and all of that so I guess you probably just felt like how much longer are we willing to wait? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even like still today, I've had some, I've looked at some venues that are starting to go back down again of the numbers. So it's like, I'm kind of glad we decided to do what we did. Yeah. Even, who knows when we would have been able to have the big wedding. Yeah. And I've been talking to a lot of vendors that are saying it's just absolutely crazy now because it did get better for a while. So you've got people who postponed or canceled their wedding that are rescheduling it. And then you've got the new engagements. And then you've got people who decided to switch to a destination wedding, all trying to do it at the same time. Yeah. So you probably almost missed the big wave almost like right after. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys end up finding your, cause you said you kind of wanted to just meet with a travel agent just to kind of see how it went. Did you know them? Were they, did they specialize in destination weddings or was it just someone local? So right after we got engaged, so I'm from Des Moines, Iowa, and they have um, kind of like, it's called a wedding show that they put on every year. Okay. And they have like different vendors and, you know, things set up against there. And so we went to that right after we got engaged, um, my mom and then his mom and my sister and my aunt. My aunt was actually a travel agent um, okay. for 20 plus years. So she, you know, we're walking around and she spotted one of her friends that she used to work with. And that's how we, we got connected with our travel agent was she used to work with my aunt 
okay like I specialize in destination weddings now and honeymoons so you know we saw her at the show didn't really think I was like maybe for the honeymoon we'll contact you and then later down the road I was like well why don't we contact her and see you know what she has and so we did and that's how we found her okay great yeah I've been um learning more and more to how crucial it is to not only have a travel agent, but one that specializes in destination weddings, yeah. because it's just a whole new ball game when you throw a yeah. hundred guests or whatever it is, okay. especially with, they know, you know, they know regular travel agents know the good resorts and everything, but those destination wedding travel agents know the resorts specifically made mm-hmm. for weddings. You know, a lot of them claim they can do a wedding, but if they don't, if it's not their specialty, sometimes it just yeah. doesn't work out as well as they hope. Mm-hmm. So you said you had went to Puerto Vallarta already, and that's kind of the location. Is that how you decided on the location? You guys had just been there before? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've been there before, and then he has been to multiple Hard Rocks. Oh, okay. One in Punta Cana and then one other. And so we kind of, she gave us the list and that was one of the resorts and he loved them. So he was like, you know, we should look into this one. And we did. And it was perfect. Okay. So how many people, how many total guests did you guys end up having come? We had 35 total. Okay. So it wasn't too big, but it also wasn't too small. Which yeah. Was yeah. Yeah. Did you end up having like staying with like a wedding party or anything like that? Or because it was smaller, you just decided not to? We had four on each side. So I oh, okay. get four groomsmen. Okay. Nice. And they're, are they family friendly? Yes. Resort. Yeah. Okay. So did you guys end up having any children come or was it just all of We did it. No. Oh. Um, my sister has three kids. And so, you know, we put it out there, but we, she just decided she was like, I'm not going to bring, you know, they're all under the age of five. And she was like, oh, I'm not God. That. <laughs> yeah, so, that's not much of a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if you wouldn't mind me asking, what other resorts did they recommend to you in that Puerto Vallarta area, if you remember? Um, Fiesta Americana, I know, is okay. one of them because I, that was one that I went on my senior trip. Oh. Um, the only reason we picked Hard Rock was, so most of the Hard Rocks are like, you know, these huge hotels. And this one was actually like smaller, like they only had... Uh, bedroom or not one bedroom one hotel um which was really nice it was she said it's very you know intimate I mean we got there on the first day by the second day everyone knew our name you know oh wow we were getting married and I mean we would have people come up to us and be like oh we're so excited for you like even (sighs) some of the guests you know by the second third day they knew and um so it was like very personable hotel and she told us from the start she was like you guys will love this hotel they're okay. very personal. they'll make sure you know everything's accommodated and how you want it and if something you know doesn't go well they'll they'll fix it and I mean that lived up it, yeah there. that is one thing I've heard about hard rocks too is that they are so big but I didn't yes. I mean gotta assume some of them are not quite as crazy. I mean, not crazy, but you know, some people like that huge resort. Like I had another bride who got married at one that was connected to two other ones. You had to take like a train to get in between each one. And it's like, you know, some, for some people that's just their thing, but I don't know for my wedding, I feel like I'd want things a little bit more. Yeah. It wasn't so like crazy and hectic. Yeah. Cause I, I imagine with some of the bigger hotels, it's like, I didn't want 
you know, random people just like walking through our wedding, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want it to be so like busy and congested that it just wasn't like comfortable for us. Yeah. 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 So how were the regulations with COVID at the time? That must've been after, um, cause I know they shut down for like two weeks, but I think it was right around like that March, April time instead. Did they, were they pretty strict or like, did, did certain guests not feel comfortable going because of more of a laid back environment or, you know, how all that worked? Yeah. So, I mean, they definitely weren't strict, but they also weren't laid back. I mean, in common areas, like it was mostly just the lobby, you know, you had to wear a face mask. Um, You did have to present a negative COVID test coming home. Okay. So that was where it got tricky for some people because they weren't comfortable. Like if for some reason, you know, I'm positive, I can't stay in Mexico for two weeks. I can't miss two weeks. Yeah. I know some of our family were taking like uh, summer school or like summer classes through college. And they're like, I can't miss two weeks of college. Mm. So that's kind of where it got tricky where some people were like, you know, I I can't stay in Mexico an extra two weeks, you know, and I yeah. can't take my pants. So that's, yeah, that where, that's where some of the issues came up. But for the most part, I mean, everyone felt comfortable going and they made sure like when you were down there, you were all comfortable. Everyone, you know, they had like, when you're checking into the lobby, you know, they had the six feet apart, masks, all of that. So I never felt like, Ooh, this is a COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had another bride who ended up switching resorts like a month before her wedding because she, the more and more she talked about, talked with the resort and kind of saw their protocols and stuff. They just felt really uncomfortable with how they were handling things. And so, yeah, she switched resorts one month before her wedding day. (laughs) Um, So at what point you said it was about six months before your wedding, the resort then started contacting you. So I guess, talk me through that. Sometimes for me personally, what happened was once that happened, they basically just copied my travel agent on all of the emails. And like my travel agent almost took care of a lot of the communication because they kind of stayed on top of them a little bit more to respond. So, um, and I know you mentioned in your questionnaire that there were a little bit of miscommunication problems, which to be honest is one of the biggest like concerns for brides planning their wedding. Cause they are planning it from a distance yeah. that like what happens if they screw it all up and, yep. or don't get back to me or, you know, things like that. That was probably one of the biggest stressors out of the whole thing was the communication. So, like I said, we did the hard rock, hard rocks, hard, their headquarters are in Florida. So all of our communication was through email. So at the six month mark, we got set up with a coordinator through the Florida part. Okay. And then, so that was at the six month mark at like the three month mark, I want to say is when we got placed with our coordinator that was going to be on site with us. Okay. So (laughs) the coordinator that we talked to originally, so like the one that we were assigned at the six month, um, was a disaster. Mm. It, so we started out, you know, she sent us all of the catalogs, like what theme you want, you know, down to the tables, cloths, all of that stuff we got to pick out, which was nice. We got to pick out everything. We went with um, the complimentary package just because we were trying to save money as well. There was, it's just very hard planning 
a big event like that over email. Yeah. And with the time zone difference and all of that, like phone calls, I think we had like maybe two total Mm. just because when she was available, we were working when we were available, she was either off or had other stuff going on. So, I mean, yeah, we talked to her on the phone, like maybe twice, but other than that, it was all through email. She would not get back to us. And it would take usually a month before I finally got an answer. And there were multiple times I had to contact my travel agent and be like, I'm not hearing anything. Yeah. Like contact their supervisor or whatever and be like, look, I know you guys are short staffed because of COVID. Mm -hmm. They had a a lot of people go, which I completely understand, but it was getting very stressful to the point where we did not pay. We didn't get our final payment until a week before we left. Okay. <laughs> we did not know our final payment until, yeah, it was like oh a week gosh. before we left. So like, I mean, we could have easily got a bill for 10 grand Yeah, and we did not have 10 grand to pay. So that's it got very frustrating with the lack of communication, but I am so thankful we went through a travel agent because if we didn't, I don't know what the wedding would have looked like once. Yeah. So it was nice that we had her and she kind of, you know, took the leads at some point to get us the answers that we needed. And then when you started talking to the actual on-site coordinator, were they a lot more responsive or yes. was that kind of the same? Yes. Okay. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. She helped us. I mean, we would get a response within 24 hours at least. Yeah. And once we got there, you know, she was there. Um, we had two meetings with her prior to the wedding once, right when we got there. And then like, I think the day before. Um, and yeah, she was amazing. Okay. Kind of relieved the nerves a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, she like went through when we got there. She went through everything with us just to make sure you know what she got from the original person was correct, and mm. luckily it all was. But I think it's hard, you know. I don't want to make excuses for everything, but some of these resorts do multiple weddings every oh, single yeah. day of the year, you know. So yep. they either just need to have more staff to you know communicate mm-hmm. with the brides. I think they also just think they know that they can wait till like three months before the wedding on their end, you know, but on the bride's end, it's like, that's way too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wanted to get it done just so I could relax and not have to constantly worry about like, is this even getting done? Am I even going to get there? And there's going to be a wedding. (laughs) Yeah. That's the biggest thing because you don't see any of it. You don't meet with anybody. So it's just like confirmation, you know, is really the biggest thing. So how many different locations were there for like the ceremony and the reception at the resort? They had a lot. I think total they had like eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. They had, most of them were outside and then they had two inside locations as well. Okay. And then it looks like you went with the gazebo on the beach. Was that, so then was your, was your reception on the beach as well? Or did you not have a reception? We, so we actually had to move our reception indoors because and I didn't know this. So if any brides are <laughs> planning their wedding in July, it is raining season, mm. which I was not aware of when we booked it. And so like, I mean, there was a chance of rain every day, but usually it only rained for like maybe an hour in the morning, sometimes at night. And so the morning of the wedding, the travel agent or not the travel agent, the coordinator, you know, she texted me and she was like, I just want to let you know, there's a chance of rain tonight. 
And I said, okay, but there has been every other day too. So I was like, we just, I was like, let's just hold it off. I'll, you know, make a decision. Just give me a time and I'll make a decision by then. So the ceremony, we only had like maybe one or two, you know, flowers at front. So there wasn't much to move if we needed to. The reception mm-hmm. on the other hand were where all the decoration, decorations were. So she was like, you know, that we kind of need to know within the next hour because we have to set it all up. So we moved the reception inside, which I was kind of okay with only because it was so hot. Mm. It would have been miserable being outside. But the ceremony we did keep outside at the gazebo and then the reception we moved to indoors. Okay. And it looked amazing inside. Good. And usually, I shouldn't say usually, with a lot of resort packages, if you do the complimentary one, a lot of the times it doesn't even include the reception. So was that included in yours or what did you guys pay to have that added? So with with our resort, what they did was every, I want to say like every, every 10 rooms you booked, you got something. Okay. Like we had 35 people come. So I think we had like a total of 75 like room nights. And since we had so many room nights booked, we got a three hour kind of whatever we wanted free. So our reception was free. And we also the night before had like a welcome party, like okay. kind of like a little cocktail hour. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you said, I was just looking at the add-ons and stuff that you said too. So let's see, you said extra flowers, sparklers, extra lights, and the DJ services. So I think that's a lot. That's one thing that, well, there's two parts here. So there's two things that <laughs> brides get thrown off about a lot when they're planning their wedding, looking at these packages, they just kind of assume like whatever is on there. They're like set, okay. you know, they don't, yeah, they don't need anything else. The package price is what they're going to pay. Yep. And then the resort usually sends them that list of added stuff or, Hey, if you're going to have it outside, you, you need to pay for these things because you know, they're mandatory or whatever. And yep. then the DJ part too. So we, um, they said, yeah, you can supply your own music, but you're still going to need to pay for the sound system and the setup yep. and, you know, all of that stuff, which gets yep. pretty frustrating because you know, it's just not something that you expect. So are you guys thrown off in that way? We, the one big thing that we found, so after we decided, you know, which I think our, so they called it an audio package. So it came with, it came with a DJ, all the systems. It came with two microphones. I don't know what else, a dance floor. I okay. Think, I think it was like 2,500, I want to say. But what isn't included is the setup fee. <laughs> So I assumed, you know, I'm paying $2,500 for this package. I shouldn't have to pay another $500 for somebody to set it up. Yeah. And so that, so that was in fine print on our bill (laughs) setup fee. And so I called her and I was like, look, if you, that should have been listed in the audio package at the bottom, there's a setup fee. So they actually did waive it for us. Okay. That's really nice. They didn't have anywhere in the packages that we originally picked from that there was going to be a setup fee. Mm. They just kind of, we were under the assumption it was all included. Yeah. So they, yeah, that helped a lot that they actually did waive it for us. And I think they, she said they were going to change their packaging anyway, to have that listed somewhere. Okay. Um, but yes, when we got the bill back, I mean, the setup fee was like ridiculous. Yeah. 
And you also, it looks like went with a outside photographer. I was kind of just looking at her Instagram account. She's local mm -hmm. to you. So was there any photography or videography services included in your package at all? No, okay. they were extra. And, you know, we, so we, before we decided we were going to do destination, we had already booked with her. Okay. Um, and so when we decided we were like, you know, do you travel? Like, is that even an option? And she was like, oh my gosh, yes. And um, so we actually stayed with her. Um, the other thing that's extra that I guess, I don't know why I didn't think twice about this, but was hair and makeup. Okay. And so I was like, oh yeah, like I'll do my hair and makeup there. I don't want to have to worry about it. But the only problem we had with that is they wouldn't send us any pictures of like, I don't know, their work. Oh, like portfolio or anything like that so I was basically just going and blindly paying them money of not knowing how it was going to turn out yeah so I we decided just to do our own I mean my mom's a hairstylist so oh, okay that was fine and then we all just did each other's own makeup and hair kind of so that was the other thing that it was like an extra cost but kind of like I didn't feel comfortable doing it because yeah I didn't have any evidence that like you know, they didn't suck. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And I was looking at the hard rock website and I saw that they have a $1,000 outside vendor fee. So did you guys end up having to do that for your photographer? Um, no. So if they stay on site, the fee is waived. Oh, okay. So if it would have stayed like at the resort next to us. Then we would have had to pay it but okay. if he stayed on site they waived that fee okay I was just Wait, talking I. to a different photographer I believe he was it was the photographer the travel agent and they were saying that they're increasing those vendor fees because they're trying to get brides to stay with if they have a photographer included in their package those you know those people and it just it's hard we ended up going through the the resort and thankfully she was an amazing photographer, but I, I went into it. Well, both of my sisters are photographers. So I just said, bring your camera just in case yeah. <laughs> like things don't look good. And it, and they ended up being really good, but I just couldn't imagine going with that blindly and just putting your trust in, you know, yeah. the resort's it's photographer and then not liking yeah. your photos. Oh, I know. Especially what like photos, like that was the one thing I wanted to be perfect. Like you're going to have those. Yeah. Photos. So like it was a little extra money, you know, because we had to pay for her trip down there. She only stayed three nights, which it wasn't horrible. But I was like, you know, I'm okay with spending the money only because, you know, we're going to have these pictures forever. They're going to be hanging up in our house. Like I want them to look good. I want to have those memories. And so I was okay spending the extra money for that. Yeah, there's definitely pros and cons because with the resort packages, you get such limited amount of photos anyway like we had I think it was supposed to be 50 but you could pay extra for any number above and beyond that mm -hmm. so of course we go through the portfolio and we're like how the heck are we going to pick just 50 photos yeah. out of like the hundreds that they took um but then there is you know the added cost of getting your photographer to travel mm -hmm. down there and thankfully now there's a lot of there's still a lot of um vendors locally that can just come in so you're not paying for their travel you're just paying for that outside vendor fee but again if you don't know them you know you're basically just going off of their portfolio their mm -hmm. instagram account or yep. you know things like that so 
that's a big part of it that I don't think a lot of brides think about right away is like, what are we doing for our photography? Like, is it, you know, how much are we willing to pay basically? (laughs) How long did you guys end up staying? We stayed for seven nights. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then did you end up going to, I know some brides like to do like their wedding at one resort and then like technically their honeymoon at a different one, but you had to stay there the whole time. Yeah. We just stayed there the whole time. It's, it was kind of nice because since we had so many people come, we actually, and we just got the check in the mail the other day, we got our stay back. So, oh, like, okay. so since we had, you know, those 75 nights total, um, it paid for our, we had to pay for our, like our flight down there, but we got a check back with our, um, hotel stay, which was really nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And I think we're just going to do like kind of a honeymoon on our first anniversary. Yeah. We, we got a deal for, uh, anniversary nights that I still regret. We didn't go back after a year and I just said, well, we'll go the next year. We'll go the next year. And here it is five years later. And we still haven't gone back. Uh, it's frustrating, but you know, especially with COVID and then we had a baby and it's just, it's just like, when are we ever going to go? But we'll figure it out. I'm just hoping the resort stays open. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, and then I saw, I was just like kind of reading your ratings for the certain amenities. And I kind of wanted to ask, so sometimes brides like must-haves are to have a really nice beach. And I know Puerto Vallarta gets like mixed reviews on that a lot. I saw you rated the beach just like a five out of 10, but in your pictures, it actually looked pretty nice. So was it just deceiving? Oh, it, I, so I, which I was kind of okay with the, I'm not a huge beach girl. Like I wouldn't, oceans are not my thing. I'm like to stay by the pools, but yeah, we went down to the beach the first day just to look at it. And I mean, the water was like brown. Yeah. And it was just after like all that seaweed had hit and they had just had a hurricane like a few months prior. So like a lot of things were all washed up on the sand Mm. and they actually, the resort did come down the the morning of our wedding and kind of like pick up an area of the beach just so we could go down there and have pictures and it wasn't as bad which was really nice and they did that all I didn't have to ask or anything which was really nice and they told us they kind of like marked it off where it was and but yeah our photographer did kind of clean it up a little bit yeah okay and then I saw that you rated like the spa the food and the service all a nine out of ten or mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Um, the pool was a seven. So did they have, I'm a, did they have multiple pools there? How come, or did they have any like adult only sections or anything like that? No. Okay. It was kind of annoying, but they did have like a kid's pool. So most of the kids, like if they did have kids, they were over in that section. The pools were okay. The pools were warm and like, oh, hot. So like it was hot there and like getting in the pool, it was like the same temperature. <laughs> so that was the only thing that it was like, I would like to get in a pool with like actual cold water, but it was okay. And then like sometimes on like, you know, the edges of water, which it's a resort, like you're going to get, you know, drinks are going to spill. So it was a little like cloudy and warm, but like mm-hmm. it was, I didn't really, you know, worry about it too much. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty much all the questions I think that I had to ask you. I just wanted to end it with if you, sorry, if this throws you off, cause I didn't tell you about this question, oh, but good. if you were to give any piece of advice to a couple planning their destination wedding, what do you think it would be? Uh, I would say if you're on edge, do it. It's a 
thousand percent worth your time. Like we had so much fun and I know you, you know, you want the honeymoon to yourselves, but like, it was so nice having all of our family there. We kind of just got like a big vacation with everyone, which was really nice. Another thing I would say is if you are having, you know, troubles with communication, stand your ground. Don't like, you know, back down and be like, you know, it'll, it'll all figure out. Cause I did that definitely at the very beginning. I was like, you know, it'll get figured out. And I mean, a couple months passed and I still don't hear anything back. And so I, you know, emailed my travel agent and she was like, no, this should not be happening. So definitely mm. stand your ground, you know, if something isn't going the way you plan, speak up, say something or else most likely it won't get resolved. And just know like it's your day and don't let anybody, you know, try to bring their opinions into it, um, which I know can be hard, <laughs> but I mean, it's amazing. I would recommend it to anybody. Yeah. I was, I forgot this. I was going to ask that when um, you were talking about the miscommunication. So was your travel agent surprised by that? Because usually you know, they, if they've, if they've recommended this resort to multiple people, usually they know kind of the ins and outs of it. So is this definitely something that was not yes. usually happening? Okay. Yes. She was very surprised. She was like, usually she was like, I never have, I've never had a problem with the hard mm. communication at all. And I think it was because, and like I said, I totally 100% understand it was because of COVID and they had just let, you know, a lot of people go or a lot of people quit just because they couldn't, I don't know, put in the time. Um, so they were limited on staff, which I understand, but from my perspective, I, I mean, it stressed me out. Yeah. Couple days I was in tears. Like, I didn't know, am I going to get there and there's going to be a wedding? Am I going to get there? And it's like, not what I asked for. Am I going to get the bill back? And it's going to be twice as much as we budgeted for, and we're not going to be able to pay it. Like there was all this stuff going on. But yeah, she did, she did like, you know, assure us she was like, this has never happened to me okay, before, good. <laughs> before, which I was kind of like, why did it have to happen to me? But yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, thank you again for being willing to share your experience. I know it's going to help so many other brides. Awesome. Thank well, thanks again. Yeah, of course. All right. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this review of the Hard Rock Hotel Vallarta with McKenna. If you do want to check out more pictures or find out more about the vendors she used, anything like that, just head to breezybrides.com. Her review will be on the homepage of the website until we do a new one. If it is no longer there, on the top menu of the website, there are all of our wedding reviews. So go ahead and click that to check out either McKenna's review of the Hard Rock Hotel or any other reviews that we've done for destination weddings. Thanks for joining us on this review and you will hear from me soon.